Hey Village, so here is our uh, weekly installment of the Village Midweek podcast. Like I mentioned, uh, potentially for the next couple of episodes, it may be just me. We're hoping to have our uh, preacher for this coming Sunday on um, this, the following weeks or next week's uh, episode. So we'll be working on that. Um, but this week, we're unpacking Pastor Paul's sermon from this past Sunday, which was July 18th, I believe. And uh, Pastor Paul t- touched on some uh, poignant statements regarding hope. If I could just read it uh, to us. Uh, Pastor Paul says this, Christian hope is not a mere optimism about the future. And I I think oftentimes you and I, we, uh, can kind of soft pedal on hope. We kind of use hope as a blanket statement in regards to suffering or the difficulties of life. Um, And we say, uh, I hope fill in the blank. I hope things will get better. Or uh, when somebody asks us how we're managing the the difficulties of our life, we say, uh, well, you know, there's always hope. Um, and, And I think that gets to what Pastor Paul is saying is our Christian hope, the particular posture of our lives that you and I are called to inhabit is more than just mere optimism. It's not the idea that we look forward to the future with the desire and the longing for things to get better. At times, that's what optimism is. You're optimistic that things will get better. You're not saying or thinking or feeling that things will just stay the way they are. But you're not pessimistic. You're optimistic. Uh, But what Pastor Paul was pushing us towards is the Christian hope that we have is founded on something much more concrete. Um, The the fancy term could be actualized. Our hope is actualized um, because it is founded upon what God has done, is doing, and will do. That's why it's more than just mere optimism because our hope is very much real because our hope is rooted in who God is and what God's doing. Uh, and, and Pastor Paul breaks it down in, in uh, some categories for us. He says, but first, Christian hope is based on the everlasting presence of the resurrected Jesus with us now. He breaks that down further and says, trusting that he is alive, he is reigning, and he is still in control. And that's what we mean by an actualized hope. Our hope isn't founded in the potential of God doing something, but our hope is rooted and founded and built upon God having done something, God acting in this world. It's not that God is some uh, removed participant from this world. God is not this bystander watching the world unfurl in front of him. Rather, God isn't just an active participant in the world. He is a creator present with his creation. And so our hope is actualized. We actually have a better future, a better tomorrow, a better thing towards which we look towards. Uh, It's not mere, simply, simplistic optimism. Second, Pastor Paul says, Christian hope 
comes from revising the reality uh, from Jesus's perspective rather than our own agenda. This means inquiring and discerning what he is doing in and through the situation we are in and finding God who is there and already working. Our hope means that however we perceive reality, perceive the time-space continuum, if you will, however we look through this corridor of existence, it has to come from the perspective of Jesus. Uh, fancy philosophers, maybe fancy philosophers is too denigrating of a term. Philosophers who are much more educated than us will often say we need a Christological epistemology. Uh, in, in our term, that just means the way we think and know about things needs to be through the posture and position of who Jesus is. Uh, Jesus, Christ, needs to be the foundation, the cornerstone by which you and I perceive reality. Christological, Jesus Christ, epistemology, the way in which we know things. And so I think this is what Pastor Paul is driving us towards, is that our hope helps us perceive reality. Because it's not through mere optimism that I hope things will get better, but through a Christological, Jesus-centered way of knowing, Christian hope means that not only will things get better, but things will be redeemed, things will be reconciled, things will be created, because God is a creator, and we as his creation are not abandoned to our own devices or our own ingenuity. But God, through his sovereignty, his providence, through his all-muchness of God, recreates, redeems, reconstitutes creation. And that's why our hope isn't just this flimsy optimism, but it is strong. It's steadfast because it's supposed to be Christological. The third point that Pastor Paul makes Christian hope is found and experienced in our fellowship and interdependent companionship with the fellow believers um, in Christ, rather than walking the journey alone in isolation. I think that's so wonderful because oftentimes we may think of our Christian life, our Christian experience or expression as fairly individualistic. It's me uh, the Holy Bible and Jesus in a closet. And that's how revival and revelation takes place. And please hear me, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing abhorrent with a personal relationship with Jesus. But we need to be careful that it doesn't become a personalized relationship with Jesus. As if Jesus is a add-on, a plug-in, a component for the millennials or gamers, a DLC, downloadable content to our lives. Thanks, Charlotte. Oh, Jesus is not just this, this uh, like component to our lives that we plug and play. Jesus is the ground upon which we have our existence. Other theologians will say our ontological uh, um, substrate, the ontological, uh, um, I guess, yes, continually foundation upon which we build our existence, 
Um, therefore, our lives aren't just about me, myself, and I. Uh, that's the wrong trinity. The better trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which births the church. The church is a creature of the trinity. Therefore, when you and I are called into relationship with Jesus, when we're called into a life of following God, it's a life built upon the Trinity, and it's a life that's called into community because the Trinity is a community in and of its triune self, and the church is to reflect that triune community. And so the way you and I experience the Christian hope is in our fellowship with one another and our interdependent companionship. And I wonder if that isn't uh, a fairly loaded term or weighted term. Uh, interdependent, what does it mean for you and I to be interdependent? Uh, in some ways, it's, it's a much um, more intimate uh, commitment that we're called to than just being friends or acquaintances. I wonder when we look at the New Testament, what the overarching theme that uh, the New Testament writers have for us in regards to our relating to one another if it isn't brother and sister. It's not just friends. Um, it's not just uh, acquaintances, but we're called to a familial commitment, a familial family-oriented intimacy that you and I are brothers and sisters in Christ. Therefore, we are called to be interdependent, dependent upon one another for companionship, for this long journey towards the kingdom and in the kingdom here and now. Um, I, I think if we were called to just be acquaintances, then there'd be no reason for us to continue to gather as the church. There'd really be no reason for us to come back from this COVID season because uh, acquaintances can maintain social distance. But family, we, we, we need to, if we're family, we need to be together. I, I need to uh, be able to see you, not, not only see you, but be able to touch you. And, and, and in some ways, hopefully uh, in a uh, healthy way, be present with you. Uh, that's what family is about. Family isn't about continually, well, maybe some families keep distance and it's better that way. But I don't think that's a family that God calls us to. God calls us to a family that's dependent upon one another, that we can rely on one another. And through this COVID season, I think what's re been revealed for us is, uh, for some of us, that's what's kept us moving forward uh, through this COVID moment is that our Christian hope is founded on, yes, that God will make everything better, but then also knowing that we have a, fam a family, a community to which we belong, that for us being village, uh, that we're not just a village, but we're, we're a family. Um, and so these three things I think that Pastor Paul presented to us are, uh, are foundational um, towards orienting us uh, around the the idea of what it means to have Christian hope. Not a um, flimsy hope, a soft hope, a uh, hopeful hope, but a, a rooted in reality substantive hope that you and I aren't just merely grasping for the unseen potentialities of the cosmos, 
but we are rooted firmly in a interdependent relationship with one another, knowing that the God who has promised us good things will bring it all to completion because we see it on the cross and now we see it in the ways that God moves in our lives. So village, I know that might be a, a bit um, there's some words there that I'll, we'll probably have to fact check to make sure that it's within the bounds of Webster's. Um, I know we got off track with some gaming content, but hey, to all things and all people, you know how the verse goes. If you have any questions, comments, I'd love to receive that. Send it in at Tony at VillageBeaverton.com. As always, it's our prayer that this midweek podcast is a blessing to you. It's an encouragement. If at the least it provides some laughs, uh, but that ultimately this nourishes your uh, continual walk with Jesus. So glad to be uh, heading through summer with all of you. And we hope to see you at one of our weekend services until the next midweek podcast.